0: Welcome to Infinite Trek, where we cover everything Star Trek. From animated to live action, comics to novels, from games to real-life tech. If
1: it's Star Trek, or even Star Trek adjacent, it's here.
0: So get ready to talk about Trek, no matter what your knowledge level is.
1: Whether you've been watching since the 1960s, or just discovered Star Trek 47 minutes ago, we We welcome welcome you. you.
0: Good morning! Welcome to Infinite Trek.
2: Morning. Hey, morning. Afternoon. Yeah, special here, guest
0: well, yeah. It, and if you're listening to the podcast later, who knows what time it is? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm Aaron Harvey, and with me is Brandy Jacola. And we Hi. have a special guest today. Introduce yourself.
1: <laughs> Come on, Bill. Oh, Bill. I
2: don't know. I was supposed to introduce myself. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm no, so bad yeah. at being a guest. Uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm Bill Smith from Trek Geeks. Yay. Yay.
0: And we're talking lower decks. Lower yeah, decks. Lower decks. decks lower decks. decks. <laughs> lower decks.
1: <laughs> yeah, keep that dance going.
0: <laughs> How is everybody doing?
1: I'm great. I'm super really excited for today, and
2: it's, it's just... start new Star Trek week.
0: I
1: have for my twenty-three week notes ready. Yeah, twenty-three weeks.
2: I was gonna say get ready because uh, we're not we're all not gonna get a break for about the next um, yeah almost six months. So uh, let's go, go, let's go, guys. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I don't want a break.
2: I want I love... all the
0: track. All of the references and stuff. But if it's like this every week, I, it's going to be like another job just keeping track of all this. That's why I'm a little like kind of like out of it today because I'm just like, uh, I've been writing notes and watching the episodes and uh, watching everything with, with uh, um, captions on too.
1: Yes, I did the so same. We
0: can catch all the little de- references and, and spellings and all that. Yes. Uh, so do we want to just dive in? Just talk about, uh, oh, wait, no, first we should talk about the premiere.
2: Yes, because both yes. both
0: uh, Bill and I got to actually go, and that's why we got these fancy-dancy t-shirts. And I'm sorry Brandy didn't get to come. I know. I feel it's really okay. bad. It's okay. But, oh, I, yeah.
1: wouldn't got, I wouldn't have been able to get the box anyway because you can't ship liquor to Utah. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. We have oh, ridiculous liquor right. laws here.
0: You can't uh, buy it on Sunday either, can you or something like no, that? No,
1: no. All the oh, okay. all the liquor stores are state run and they are closed on Sunday and holidays and voting day. So
2: Wow, here <laughs> in here in New Hampshire all the liquor stores are also state run, but uh we uh we get our booze on Sundays, thanks.
1: Yeah, rub it in, thanks Bill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I
0: have to just moderate how much alcohol I drink anyway, so for me it's it, I, I had soda during the premiere, honestly. <laughs> it's fine. I'd but water. I had it in my really cool whiskey glass that looks like it's going to fall over. And it's like, the, it, what, what it just, called, yeah, the rock, rock and roll whiskey. Yeah, roll. It, it causes me to um just have like OD, OCD or something about it just falling over <laughs> on the table. It's like, it doesn't and it won't, but it's still still one of those things. Uh, um, Actually, we I did a an unboxing video. Of yes, you did the all of this the stuff. Um, do we want to watch that first and then talk about the premiere? Yeah.
1: Yes, I would like to live vicariously through you, please.
0: <laughs> all right, we'll be <laughs> back in a second. Enjoy this. Okay, we have the swag box from Lower Decks. This is probably the most graphically complete swag I have ever seen. There's a theme to it. Uh, a lot of times when you go to premieres, you get like a bag that has some things in it and it's great, but this actually looks themed and, and thought out. So let's open it up and see what's inside. Okay. That, that's pretty awesome. There is a postcard. There is set of two whiskey glasses, which also have stickers in them of all the characters out in the Romulan whiskey. We have a USS Cerritos cocktail shaker. We have the DIY Romulan whiskey uh, kit, which has the uh, blue curacao to make it Romulan Uh, whiskey. We've got the simple syrup, and I guess, yes, that's the bitters. So we have the directions on how to actually put all this stuff together, and we have a lemon, which I'm assuming is we're going to squeeze the lemon in there, Uh, and a t-shirt. So I'm gonna take this all apart so you don't have to listen to it all, and then we'll look at it again. Okay, when I took everything out, we also discovered that there is, this is very clever, uh, we have got your popcorn, but you also have your own little red carpet. Uh, I think Mike had talked about having this, and it looks like they put it together, so this is great. You can roll this out on your laptop, and, and, uh, oh, there it is at the other end, uh, and then you have your own red carpet. It also, underneath the popcorn is some um, candy. It's the Harborough. oh, Herbo, I can never pronounce this. Uh, Star mix. So I don't know if that's an actual part of their branding, if they have Star mix, or if this is just something they made for this premiere. But uh, gummy candies, popcorn, whiskey, a red carpet, uh, in a, an amazingly well-themed box. I don't think that you can uh, you can do better than that. Here we are with everything opened up. It's really really awesome. I love this T-shirt. I partied with Lower Decks and all I got was this awesome t-shirt. <laughs> we have the uh, the glasses. They're like rock and roll glasses. They can fill them up and they stay stable even if they're on their sides. Uh, got all the components for the whiskey. Uh, there's the USS Cerritos cocktail shaker, popcorn, and stickers, and of course the, the gummy. But the best part is the Little Red Carpet. I hope everybody enjoys the premiere and watch Infinite Trek Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. on Outpost 13. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Still uh, getting used to all of the technical <laughs> things like trying to, to be a host and do tech at the same time. is very interesting. Uh so yeah so that was that was the unboxing um and we have a little tag at the end because we might show that separately so it's like we've advertised the show that you're actually watching
1: <laughs> well that there's nothing wrong with that i mean honestly <laughs> I back in sure. yeah back in the day there used to be station items all to, all the time telling you what station you were watching and what show you were watching true so nothing wrong with that
0: so yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun getting this stuff. The, the red carpet strip is is great, and the fact it is exactly the same size as an Apple keyboard, the length of the it fits perfectly over it. So I'm assuming that somebody had a specific keyboard that
2: they had in mind when they made this. I have a default Logitech keyboard for my Windows PC, and it also fits perfectly. So uh, oh, then maybe it's just no the expense was, keyboard was spared.
0: Size. Yes,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I'm thinking that uh, it must be a default keyboard size. Maybe.
1: Either that or it's the sisterhood of the traveling red carpet. I don't know.
2: Just <laughs> changes
0: forever, whoever it needs to be.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's the right size for whoever has it.
2: That's
0: great. I have nothing. <sighs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I brought the
0: sisterhood of the traveling
1: pants into it. Couldn't help myself.
0: No, I, I know what it is. I still have not seen it. But uh well, yeah, so we books. even uh Tawny Newsom had done a little thing that I had done the same thing where they had put the little people on the carpet going across. So that was, that was fun. So you can stage your own little, uh, little premiere, uh, step and repeat in the beginning. So, <laughs> uh, that was, but no, it was, it was very cool actually for, you know, since obviously COVID is happening, we can't go to the real premiere. Um, so what they did is they created a, it was like a chat room that while they, sh- Mike came on, talked about, you know, what we were going to see. Uh, we got to, watch the two um, first two episodes, but then there was a chat room on the side as it was happening. So it was kind of cool in a way because you could talk during the show and not be loud and you could just ignore it if you wanted to. So you could still chat, which I, you can't do that at a regular premiere because people throw things at you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, afterwards there was the virtual after party, which was really interesting. It was broken into rooms. There was what there was the bar, the dance room. There was a trivia room trivia yeah and, and then like an animation room. room animation yeah. room that was it yeah um so and it had the same thing it was all chat but it was really cool because you could drop in and, and there were there were people that you wouldn't normally get a chance to chat chat with you know like alex Kurtzman and Ethan Peck and people
2: like that so I know I Meg, just... <laughs> Me, Meg, Meg Ryan what Meg Ryan was there it? Meg Ryan is Jack Quaid's mom
1: yeah, I know and that. Are you she kidding? Was,
2: she she was, in. No, I'm not kidding at all. Oh. She was actually in in, in the room. So uh, I saw that, that name, cool. but I was
0: like, I just thought it was a different. It couldn't possibly be Meg Ryan. That <laughs> no, it, it was so. her. Wow,
1: <laughs> turning out for a baby boy. Way to go, mom.
2: Yeah,
0: neat, huh? No, I did not know that. Um, yeah, there was a lot uh, of people from Discovery, people from uh, just CBS. Uh I was joking, I said it looked a lot like my Facebook or Twitter feed come to life. <laughs> like suddenly it was just like, hey, I know you and I know you and I know you. Um, so yeah, so it was it was pretty cool. Um that was also nice not to have to find parking, not to uh <laughs> worry about getting in and out on time and missing traffic and all that all that stuff that you normally have to do in real life. Um, you know, yeah, I'd obviously would like to do it in person, but there was I don't know. I think they made the best of the situation. It was it was pretty cool, and I like the idea. If you're going to get some swag, having it mailed to you because then you do not have to carry it around with you. That's. I mean, if we had to carry that, if we were at the theater and going in line, it would just it would just be a mess. We would never get that in the theater anyway. They would not.
2: I was wondering you, how I was going to fly home with it. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. If you were if you had flown in for a premiere. And then, yeah, I I don't think they would have done the alcohol, and I don't think they would have done something that size. No, no. So, hmm.
1: well, I guess uh, uh, silver lining. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, so, should we? Do you want to dive into the 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 show itself? I mean, yeah, let's we've... jump in the deep end. We, we've we've watched the first episode several times and a couple of us have seen more than I think Brandy may have actually seen the most of the episodes so far because I have not had time to to jump ahead as much. So.
1: I've seen one, two and three.
0: So nice. Same, same here. Okay. I've seen one and two. So I am, I'm in a disadvantage, but we're not going to talk about that because we are not spoiling <gasps> this for anybody. Even though there's a spoiler alert, we are not, we're not spoiling uh, future episodes. So yeah, no, there you go. We're not.
1: Nothing that you didn't see in the trailer at the end of the first episode.
0: Correct. Right. Yes. Because there is two things in the trailer that I do want to point out that oh, are coming up yes. in the future. Absolutely. So. <laughs> uh so do you want to start? Should we talk about the characters first? Like who who everybody well, was yeah. in the show?
1: Let's okay. do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Lower
0: decks. Do you want to talk lower decks or do you want to talk the the command level staff?
1: Let's talk lower decks first, because they are our main characters. They're the people we're rooting for. We're supposed to be <laughs> rooting, right. for. Yes.
0: rooting for. We're rooting for them. Just, um, I thought I had an image ready, but I don't. Um, I don't know what happened. So, oh my
1: gosh, you're fired.
0: I know, I'm sorry.
1: I'm kidding. He's he's the one who put all this together, you guys. He's not going anywhere.
0: I'm actually beginning to wonder if you can only load so many up and then others disappear.
2: Hmm. I don't think I don't think possible. so, but I've, I haven't hit, no. I haven't come close to the limit. So all right.
0: Uh, so let's start with the main character, or what? Who ostensibly is the main character, uh, Ensign Beckett Mariner? Yes. So what? What do you? Uh, what was your first read on her? Because in the in the trailers, if, I've got a different feeling from her than what, and her and Boimler as well that they would actually be. mm
1: Hmm. I have learned never to judge things by a trailer, especially comedy, because they tend to just pack all the comedy in and none of the depth. And so you have certain preconceived notions going into it sometimes, but I try not to ever do that. So I'm just like, you know, I think there's more to these characters than what we're just seeing in this trailer. And we definitely got more of these characters of who they really are. From this very first episode, a lot of things were established, especially about Mariner. And so, yeah, I I expected her to be deeper than she appeared and not a total screw up.
2: Yeah, 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 that's it. I mean, I, I expected her to be a total screw up and it turns out she's really good at what she does. She's just completely over being an ensign. And I can respect that because, I mean, there are days I'm completely overdoing what I do for a living, too.
0: <laughs> I think she's just completely overranked, even though she does, yeah. She yeah. does bring it up. <laughs> yeah. she she it very complex.
1: <laughs> she's been higher rank. And yeah. in fact, she does say, and let me find the quote, whenever you think for yourself, they knock you back down. So obviously <laughs> she did something that she thought was the right thing to do and got busted back to Ensign. Maybe multiple times, considering she's been on five different ships. Mm -hmm. So, and I think uh, since the brig is her favorite place, she's fine with that. I don't think she wants to be anything more than an ensign. She's just over all the rules and regulations, which is why she likes lower decks. She can get away with stuff that you can't do anywhere else on the ship.
0: Yeah. Yep um and just her interaction with boimler i think is great that's uh it's ensign what is his, his first name brad his, brad brad Boimler. Brad. yep uh who also you think is way more manic and in the tra- if you watch the trailer yes uh, that he um is much more just like unhinged or something like that but he's he's very together he just he has a, a goal and he's he he's like the kid in school who's like no i want want to study Leave me alone. And she's the one who, like, I'm actually really smart, but I don't care (laughs) because I'm over it. Like, I'm smart enough to be bored, basically. Yeah. I love that, you know, that their interactions together are are pretty good. Uh, I just, I like their, they play off of each other really well. They do. And it also feels very Star Trek. Yes. This is, I mean, that's, their interactions. These characters aren't, They're not set up to like have comedy that's cruel to each other or mean or something like that. They're all these feel like they could just be Starfleet officers and we're just seeing the more comedic side of what they're going through.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think that comedy has to be mean to be funny. And I get really tired of the mean comedy because it really became popular in the 90s and it just hasn't quite left yet. You can be funny without tearing people down. So we have enough of that going on in the real world. I don't need it in the Star Trek.
0: Well, that's what, this this show was the perfect timing because we needed something that was, you know, if you're going to get real Star Trek, and you know, it's it's got nostalgic elements, but it's just it's also just funny, and it's it's something that you can you can watch and just feel light. Yeah. you know, it's just like when you're done, it's just like, oh, that was good. I didn't have to think about the world's problems, you know, while this was happening. And it just left me feeling better.
2: You know, for me, it, oh, sorry, sorry. For me, it, it no. evokes kind of the same feelings that MASH does in a level. And I'm not saying that this is MASH. Please oh. don't misunderstand. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that on on MASH, they dealt with very serious things in a very lighthearted setting. And mm. it was broadcast during an extremely serious time. Lower Decks kind of meets those same criteria in a way. It's, it's operating within the realm of yeah. Star Trek which is very serious, but is finding a way to celebrate all of Trek while still adding humor that makes sense. And it's doing it all at a time where one could argue is probably one of the most serious we've faced in in our lifetimes. So for me, it, it kind of meets that same criteria in a way. And it's really co- kind of brilliant in in, in its, its composition that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. I will admit I identify with certain aspects of Boimler. I was that kid with no friends who just studied mm-hmm. all the time and and didn't know how to how do you say let loose I guess is the phrase it doesn't really fit the feeling though so it uh, yeah it wasn't until I was well into adulthood that I finally started relaxing and trying to figure out who I really was. So I there are certain aspects of Boimler that I'm just like, oh honey. Oh honey. I know.
0: There are are people watching right now who I'm sure are like, oh, that's Aaron. (laughs) Because I I I think growing up just it's like all this stuff that I was dealing with, it I didn't get a chance to like really be a kid much. And so Mm -hmm. now as an adult it sometimes I I get stuck into like a very, like I, I need to get over myself sometimes. And it's like watching this, I'm like, okay, I, I, it's almost therapeutic because it's like, yeah, that's me. All right. I need yeah. to see, I, I can see why that person wouldn't enjoy being around them for this reason. Like, so it just, it it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it, they do really well with having realistic uh, traits for their characters. Yeah. They are not cartoony in that sense at all. there's nothing,
1: no. You know, nothing magnified I,
0: or goofy about it.
1: No. I I do really like just Boimler in general. I I I like that he's the, the Starfleet fanboy, but at the same time <laughs> he's starting to see what is worthy the of cracks. his attention and what's not. Yeah. But I really one of the things I really liked is <laughs> just such a small moment when he's in the turbo lift on the way to the bridge to mm-hmm. see Captain Freeman. Uh, he tries to smooth down his hair, and <laughs> it just pops right back up. And I'm like, "Yeah, I know that feeling, <laughs> big time." Because wrangling he... this not easy.
0: <laughs> I know I have the same problem. Yeah, if know, people who right? listening to the audio, it's like I am bald. So I do not have that problem. <laughs>
1: well, let I did me tell when you, when yes, I was a, as
0: a kid, I had a duck tail, and and also yeah, I, d- I did have of, that issue. Of course, you did.
1: No, well, my hair. <laughs> My hair was not naturally curly when I'm young. Some for some reason in my early 40s, it went naturally curly. And huh. so, like if you had seen me yesterday, Aaron, you did see me yesterday. Oh, yeah. I basically yesterday I just did pretty much natural hair and it was like encounter at far point Deanna Troy hair. It was just <laughs> so and you don't even want to know what it looks like when I brush it out, you guys. You don't want to know.
2: Great joy and gratitude. Great joy. <laughs> She just felt
0: so much, <laughs> everything.
1: And, and I identify with that because I feel everything. <laughs> so I, I got you, Deanna. I got you.
0: Somebody went in and just adjusted the, the, s- the settings on Deanna. <laughs> like, let's just turn that down a little bit. <laughs> like after the first episode, that was that was really where you could see back when pilots were very different sometimes than how the rest of the show went. That there is a. Yeah tonal shift between episode one and two and a lot of things of course episode yeah. two was the weirdest episode to have as your second episode because it was in, in the naked now and it's like oh they're not acting like themselves we don't know what themselves are i mean it's been yeah we saw a pilot you know mm-hmm. oddly enough that happened with our uh improv show or well, the second one we had uh a, a, a primvo ale that re- reversed our personalities so everybody was acting not like themselves. And of course, we had been, you know, rehearsing for three months, so we knew what our personalities were. <laughs> the audience <laughs> probably like, "What is going on?" <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of similarities too between uh, improvised generation, night shift, and lower decks. There's things that we just like, um, hmm, that what? Okay, I guess that's a coincidence. We actually have Romulan whiskey too. <laughs> so, yes,
1: hmm, very interesting yes
0: uh so the other two characters that we have actually uh ensign tendy i thought she was going to be like the character that we followed around because she was the uh kind of the tilly the wide eyed loves everything yeah kind of viewpoint character but she really wasn't i mean she's there and she's important but she was not at least in this pilot was not that character
2: It was great to have her come in in that spot because we needed that exposition of who the other people were. And it was a great way to bring it in to say, oh, we have a newbie. Here's what happens on Lower Decks. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I thought that she fit that role pretty well. But yet I actually liked her by the end of it, probably more so than than some of the other characters.
1: Yeah, I was really into Tendi's enthusiasm at first, Mm. but also just her complete lack of guile is adorable and refreshing yeah. and i hope that doesn't ever get crushed out of her <laughs> but yeah i really just she's just so present in everything i guess and that's she's an orion something... female
0: which is interesting too yeah. it's like yeah, I mean, what we I... know about that history it's like none you know of what? that don't come up no i'm
1: sorry but orion women never wanted to be taken advantage of that was just what the orion men told everybody they were slaves oh, okay. that's why they're called orion slave girls they were not doing it of their own free will
0: true and now the 21st century so. no,
1: no no it just really we- <laughs>
0: yeah that's what just happens when you have a show that stretches over 50 years because mm-hmm. you're you the societal norms change in that time period so what was acceptable in 1960 something is not in 21st century I
1: feel like even 20th in the 1960s century. female slavery well, should not be well, acceptable
0: no. <laughs> no true it was one Just of that weird man. like exotic other kind of thing I think is what it was unfortunately tagged yeah. As.
1: but yeah I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled but to yeah. see one in a Starfleet um, uniform yeah so, so, so that's happy. really awesome
0: yeah I think it, we're going to probably see more of those type of things. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a Zindi or something like that because they have that. Oh. so much. Yeah, That'd they be had cool. in one of the one of the sketches, um, or not one of the sketches. One of the the screenshots released from a future episode. There's a picture of a Zindi, so they do know it exists. They exist, so it could be. Who knows? That'd be cool. I
1: really, really, really want one.
0: And there's, there's a so lot of oh. You know, th- this is um, this is going into the Easter egg territory, but we can come back to this. Uh, say, Ceta- cetacean ops, we could have a uh, a zindi aquatic,
1: yeah. Oh, that would be thing.
0: ideal, yeah. They can just like, Hi, I'm here to see the the you know, ensign flipper,
2: you know, or whatever. So. <laughs> Not flipper, <laughs> and there's the title for the episode <laughs> <laughs> ensign flipper. <laughs> I almost think like, oh, they call Fox. him Flipper. Uh, yeah. Flipper's faster than lightning. Uh, no, nobody you see. <laughs> yeah. Faster than he. Faster than he. Yeah. yeah. I think Satineoff <laughs> should be like the running joke. Like, uh, I know that they want to show it at some point, but I think it'd be great if right. they almost show it every single episode, or at least several times throughout the season. Never go there. I think yeah, they're like- not going to until season two. That's what Mike was hinting at, yeah. at least.
1: Like you just see the doors open and somebody yep. about to walk in and then the camera cuts away and so yeah you just get a glimpse of maybe water and maybe a fin of some yes. kind and that's nice. it.
0: That'd be great. Uh Mike if you're listening um uh, ideas here. <laughs> and we know he is. We know. Yes. He is. Oh of course.
1: Mhm.
0: We have all sorts of people watching our show yeah. in the morning on Saturday.
1: Oh, I always assume that showrunners slash producers are watching our show. Because I,
0: they, I know that some of them do I'd watch like others, you. at least. So like, there's no <laughs> reason why not.
1: Exactly. It could happen. You don't know. Yeah. So always well, behave they, as if the producers are watching.
2: They <laughs> yeah. listen, too, because we found out the hard way on Discovering Trek that the writer's room actually listened to the episodes. And we're like, Ooh. oh, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, um, they well, listen to a to lot of podcasts, truthful. they watch a lot of stuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, oh, no, but they, they
0: know nothing. Remember, they don't no. know anything about Star Trek, they don't care about Star Trek,
1: no, <laughs> this isn't real Star Trek, this is just another bunch of trash, blah blah, blah blah oh, yeah. blah. And I'm like, do you ever get tired of being so negative about everything you love? It just love. feels exhausting,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am I think this show at least is engendering a lot of just like just be quiet (laughs) just sort of like nope we're not listening to you we're having fun Uh, because it's made to be fun so and and obviously everybody's sense of humor is different because I know there are people who love the Orville and I just do not like Seth's sense of humor Um, so for me it's like "Eh, whatever but I'm not going to yell at people for liking it.
1: Well, I know that's the thing. If you don't like something, it's okay to say that you don't like it and then move on. Yeah. You don't need to come in every time. Like, I really hate it when somebody posts something on social media, something that they created or something that they watched, etc., that they're really passionate about. And some troll comes in and says, oh, I hate this. Oh, this is trash. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? Who hurt you? Yeah that you have to go around hurting other people to feel something. Maybe just don't do that. Yeah. Silence Couldn't is golden more. sometimes.
2: Couldn't agree more. You know, it's, uh, it, it's amazing to think the, the effort and the energy these people will expend instead of celebrating what they love. I know. Um, You know, I mean, I didn't love Voyager for a good 20 years until I actually sat down and watched it and binged it and got to, to form a relationship with the show. And now I'm, I'm a huge Voyager fan, but for 20 years I was like, ah, that show sucks. And I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It It was just sort of like,
0: like it's the show, the, the, like the space station just slowly spins. We I mean, we made fun of that in the very first not fun of it, but it was this weird disconnect. When we first sat down, we all watched like the premier episode and you're just sort of like, you're, you're just like, okay, and now this the theme song is just going to take off, right? No. Nope. Oh, it's over. Okay. It just felt like this really weird sort of like, oh, we're still here uh, in the station. um, And obviously later, they did get a ship, but it was just that that sort of it was different enough that it was just like, hmm. And then, you know, it was it wasn't that I didn't like it. I watched every Star Trek, but it's just sort of it, it didn't connect with me as much then. But now watching it, I'm just like, oh, okay, this is so much of this is just something that they could have done on other shows and it was it was great.
1: Yeah. So, I think yeah. for me it was a maturity thing because I believe I was 19 mm-hmm. when DS9 started and I didn't quite get it. I didn't have enough life experience to really identify with anyone. Yeah. That would have uh, been yeah. no, was it was it ninety four?
2: I think it was ninety three. So, ninety three, yeah, okay. okay was 93. Yeah, were, so I was I was, I was 19.
1: So. I was 19 yeah. on the verge of becoming 20. So.
2: Yeah.
1: And so I I never watched the entire series in its first run. I watched parts of it, but not the whole thing. My parents watched the whole thing start to finish. And I didn't return to it until probably I want to say it was about 5 years ago. And mm. just I just started binging it and I burned through it in like 3 weeks. I was watching it wow. all the time, <laughs> all the time, and gained such a greater appreciation for it. And even rewatching it now, as I'm doing, because I am one of the three hosts of the Vedic Assembly podcast mm-hmm. about Deep Space Nine, which you can find on <laughs> Hollow <Holosuite> Sweet Media, <laughs> um, Pimp Pimp, and uh, and I'm even rewatching it now. I have different opinions and different feelings and more perspective every time that's the beauty of trick it is always timely always
0: well yeah especially what is it uh future tense is that the name of the episode yeah uh part one and two where it's just like oh oh okay this is just now great Mm -hmm. (laughs) past tense past tense sorry future tense is void. future (laughs) tense is enterprise okay (laughs) there's tenses on all of them there's like there's the what, what, okay, then what was the Voyager time travel episode where they come to, to L.A. in the 90s?
1: Uh,
2: oh, my, I, we just talked about that one, too. Um... I'm terrible
1: <laughs> at episode names, except when it comes to Enterprise. <laughs> Maybe because there's fewer in Enterprise. That could be. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, um, no, I just... Oh, you're looking it up? <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, to now. Have to... Uh, yeah. That was Future's End.
0: Futures end. Futures end. Futures futures tense, and then past participle, uh, whatever. Yeah,
2: right.
0: (laughs)
1: Dangling participle.
0: um, I want that episode. Ending a sentence
1: with a preposition. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't. do Um. that. No. (laughs) 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 (sighs) (sighs) Sorry.
0: No, this is this is what happens to us. We have we have like completely gone away from the topic, and we're we're going away at warp speed, and so now we're gonna kind of go through a wormhole and come back.
1: Kind of like the beginning of the credits for lower decks when the ship gets sucked <laughs>
2: in, <laughs> <I'm> we're <somewhere> back.
0: <laughs> that was great. Uh, so, the other two main characters that we have, I will, I will bring us back if I can. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess no, we already talked about it in um But we also have the next character is someone help me with the name because I am Rutherford, Rutherford, and Rutherford. Oh, it's Rutherford by Eugene Cordero. I do know the voice actor, though, who was actually on Outpost 13 uh, a couple weeks ago on yes. uh, group text.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that oh, was cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, actually, I saw him in the premiere chat room and I kind of like, oh, hey, I saw that, you know, because we're new. So it was just like kind of getting the name out there for Outpost 13. He's like, yeah, that was so much fun. So that was cool. So maybe maybe one day we can bring him over here. Uh, yes. <laughs>
1: Hey, Eugene, if you're watching, you're welcome anytime, man.
0: <laughs> we'll just talk about the good place the entire time.
1: <laughs> uh, that probably is not no, that's not true. I would talk about spontaneous nation no, the yeah. whole time. And oh, okay. if you don't know what that was, then that's that's a I know thing.
0: of it. Yes. Uh, both Brandy and I are improv people, so we've, yes. we think that's and and so is he. And and so are a lot of the people in in lower decks so i think that might be another reason it really kind of calls to me because it's just mm-hmm. some of the lines have been improvised they they kind of pointed one or two of them out um so that's pretty cool uh i think that didn't happen quite as much in the original star Trek as Nesna, as, 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 or actually probably none in discovery or i don't know
1: never in voyager either you read every line exactly as it was written right. or
0: else until the – if you suggested something, though, like the doctor uh, – um,
1: Well, Bob Ricardo could get away uh, with yeah. anything. <laughs> anything but he, he wanted, th- they would do.
0: Well, I don't know about that. He said if he no, had suggested if it showed up in the – if it still was in there, like the next day, then it was okay. But sometimes it would just disappear, and they would never say why.
2: He's mm-hmm.
0: like, all right, I'm not saying that. I think the one – they had Andy Dick on as the other hologram. He's like, it's like, you know, you're breathing down my neck. It's like it's holographic. So is my neck. You know. <laughs> so and that was all improvised between them. Yeah. Uh, but uh but ensign Rutherford is actually an Android. Or not Android, a cyborg. <laughs> I'll be a recent
1: cyborg. A recent yeah, cyborg. Yeah,
0: very recent. Like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So and it's a uh, a Vulcan implant. Yeah. Which is interesting.
1: It is interesting. Because I, at first I, I thought it was
0: just a like a Vulcan memory pack or something like part of it that like gave him yeah. extra information, but then when I back went back and watched it, it was like no, it he said it's a Vulcan implant.
1: And and this on his the side of his head, there's like it, it kind of looks like a a Vulcan ear. Yeah,
0: you know, oh, it kind of does. A bit yeah, yeah. I didn't even a little bit notice. Pointy.
1: That. Yeah. I, that. I, I
0: love either. that his eye is also like digital. It's like it's a it's yes. an eight bit. It's it's like the uh it's like the <laughs> 13 logo, actually.
1: It reminded it, me of the ball in Pong. So yeah. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be great. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, guys. i that Deal with it.
2: <laughs> uh, I think I'm older. <laughs> not we're not all about <laughs> the same age. At, at we're young, yeah, we're young was... at heart. <laughs> First, I thought it was Google Glass finally got an upgrade and, and actually got put into use. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I stupid, see it, it's far early. more twenty-first century. <laughs> yeah, it's far more advanced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and this, I, I wonder if they, you have like an accident or if it
0: was like I, choice I or I
1: don't know. And you know, I I don't know if we're ever going to find out. I'm okay with not having to, with not knowing everything about everyone's past. Yeah. But. Like <laughs> exactly uh actually just basically i here's the thing uh one rule of creative writing that i learned when taking many creative writing classes is that you get into the story as late as possible and leave it as early as possible so this is why i don't really care for prequels all that much there are some exceptions yeah. um like when it comes to star trek I don't really consider anything a prequel or, you know, something that came after because the timeline is so big. You guys, there's so many things you can discover. So I don't have a problem with that aspect of it. Um, But it's just, I don't need to know everything about every character's past immediately. If they eventually tell us, I'm fine with it. If they never tell us, I'm fine with it. So, but what I do love is that, When Mariner asks him, you know, she's teasing him about his date with Ensign Barnes, which, by the way, I think this is a good time for me to say, um, the reason my screen name is Ensign Barnes is because my maiden name is Barnes. And also, I'm a huge fan of the monkeys. Ooh. Apparently. Which are uh, now canon. Yes. Yeah. Now the monkeys are are canon, and that makes me super happy. Yeah. So... Yeah, I have like all my vinyls over there, and I also have everything digitally. But anyway, yeah. So I was well, just in like is, uh,
0: had uh, in T.O.S. had that the monkeys haircut.
1: Oh yeah, so definitely. I like, a, a, a little account
0: nod account. to that as well. You know,
1: well, well, the monkeys were very popular at the time, so they were yeah. doing whatever they could to hook in those teenagers. So, but I, know I a completely
0: I, different show that has no music. But hey, he's got the hair. Yeah, <laughs> kids are that easily fooled. <laughs>
1: Davy Jones in space. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So Mariner's teasing him about the date and she says, are you, are you oh, yeah. nervous? And he says, oh, I'm trying to be. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is the best response to that question I've ever heard. i trying well, that to be. Makes sense. This, I mean, if you, if you don't have that thingy, emotional... Yeah. yeah. This Vulcan thingy keeps messing with it. Yeah, that was like just. A little,
0: great. Yeah. She can fix uh, cybernetic implants. She can pretty much do anything. It seems like. Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know so much as she fixed it as just you know it kind of like how you try to fix something and then you just bang on it and it works. It seems like it was more of
0: that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jiggled the the connection somewhere.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There wasn't we, a lot of. the um,
2: EPS flow. Yeah, there wasn't a
1: lot of <laughs> finesse going First on. First the polarity. T- yeah. definitely always reverse the polarity
0: (laughs) (laughs) that works on everything
1: everything and purge the eps manifolds please totally
0: totally i'm hoping that i will be (laughs) (laughs) i jokingly said i my i'm not in my regular office uh, because there's an electrical issue which i jokingly said is the equivalent of taking all the power from the main deflector dish putting it through an eps conduit and into a replicator (laughs) because it was like there's no ground apparently it burned out so there is like all of the electrical is essentially like going through one outlet and there was an air conditioner computer and the tv and the fridge and all you know so it's it was almost like a little mini house so uh we stopped all that in case it, it was going to catch on fire or explode or something so we're just waiting for the the repair people to come out but uh has not happened yet
1: uh, to be fair, I've been through that in my own house where there were mm-hmm. too many things on one outlet and one of them did catch fire. So you're definitely mm-hmm. doing the right thing.
0: <laughs> Yikes. That's not yeah, good. It was
1: a small fire and I noticed it right away, but it could have that's been good. so much worse. I mean, it didn't even <laughs> actually come out of the outlet. It was kind of inside the outlet.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, that was, that's uh, even scarier. Yeah, <laughs> that, was
1: a, that was a day. So we had to have an electrician come in and put in a whole new line and they had to go up in the attic and over our living room and down the other mm. side and but it it was a much better situation after that. So yeah, electricity don't 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 overload that. You very very bad. Very bad. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, that was yeah, that was I'm I'm glad that uh, we had figured it out before something like that had happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already went through three computers that had nothing to do with that. I don't really want to, like, have one burn out or something.
1: No, no, you don't.
0: Uh, should we talk about the 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 commanders, the the upper echelon of of the Cerritos? Sure, Probably. let's do it. Oops, there we go. Uh, so we have. Uh, <laughs> what the I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. Now, every time I see Shacks, I think of baby hands thanks Mary oh
0: baby hands yeah <laughs>
1: thanks Mary.
0: she's like baby hands and what was the other thing she's she's beaming down to oh yeah yeah she, they're beaming down the planet and she's just making fun of him as the transporter starts mm-hmm. and you can see the guy in the background who isn't connected to them or just is sort of like I, I, i'm just gonna it's like you're being in an elevator with people mm-hmm. and you're, you're not part of the conversation so you just kind of step back <laughs> it was funny uh so we have the captain, who is uh, Captain Freeman, and uh, we don't. We don't know how long she's been the captain of the Cerritos. If it's like a, a she has a, a ready room that uh, kind of implies that there's been a lot of things that have happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't
2: know. She does. Yeah. I think that she's um, she's probably been, uh, if not the captain of the Cerritos for a while, definitely a captain for a while. Yes. Um, yes. And I have to believe that you know she wants the Cerritos to be greater than it's perceived, perhaps, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I don't think there's any maybe about it, Bill. I think that's yeah, absolutely
2: yeah, what she wants.
0: Do we know her first name? I don't think we do yet. I don't think we do. Okay. Yeah, she's played by Don Lewis or the voice actress. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was just like, I, I, that's why I was pausing. I'm just like, I'm forgetting part of the name. No, I don't think we've heard all of the names. <laughs> like,
2: no. Uh, according to CBS, her her yes. name is Carol Freeman.
0: Oh, okay. okay.
2: We just haven't heard it canonically yet, or in, in no. the episode. Not right. yet.
0: Cool. And we did see her father, who is I think played by Phil Lamar. I think that's who it was. The uh, was the, it Phil Lamar? That would, that would make sense.
1: That makes sense. I love. Well, he was Lamar. a voice
0: actor in the credit so i was kind of guessing that was him he was but mm-hmm. i don't think that was her father
1: no that was her husband that was her husband she's your daughter too is what yeah. she says when he's signing. Off.
2: oh like they're they're divorced or i
1: yeah. don't know that they're divorced you Are... can have married people serving on different ships
2: maybe it's a starfleet marriage
1: yeah okay
2: <laughs> but that i think it was played by Fr- he was played by philip marvin whatever their familial connection probably
0: is. yeah
1: well, they're definitely they have a daughter together. We know
0: that yes. much. <laughs> there was a Haley Joe Osment in the credits too, and I don't know if it's that one or it is. It is? Oh, it, okay. it There's
1: I... only one Haley Joel Osment. That's what the whole <laughs> thing is with the with Sag and stuff. You can't have similar names, you know. Right. So I wonder if this will turn into one of those. Singing.
0: Everybody wants to have a guest star, like do a guest voice, like on The Simpsons or something. There's something no, we're gonna um, have people asking. <laughs>
1: Because I've seen three episodes, um, he's in more than one. It's not just a one-time thing. Okay. So he's a he's a recurring. He's. I thought he played an alien on the planet.
0: Yeah. Who did he? play? He might have. Another?
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure who he played this. Oh. This, this episode. To IMDb. Get out your phone. Look it up. No, I'm <laughs> no, no, right just, right I did the other day. It wasn't. <laughs> We're there not going to one
0: of those shows. I've seen shows where they're just like, okay, hang, hang on, hang on. No. And sometimes they'll edit that out, but a lot of times they don't, and they're just sort of like randomly vamping as they're looking it up but you have the ability to do that at home if you're if you're interested
1: exactly exactly
0: so, uh the commander jack ransom is the as her first officer and he's played by jerry o'connell who is from at least in my book from sliders yes <laughs> uh, that's what also, i remember him from yep he by me. stand by me Yep. uh what mm-hmm. was he in oh he was in the short-lived uh i think he was like in a, a one of those afternoon Saturday afternoon series that you uh, like, I don't know, like Parker Lewis can't lose kind of a thing. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know.
1: Mm. I, don't I don't know. He was. I didn't. Recall. But yeah.
0: So uh, he is kind of just your, Hey, get a captain or uh, first officer kind of guy. He just seemed like a kind of a Riker in a way, I guess. I was going to say he out Rikers Riker yes <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um that that doesn't actually feel right to me okay. um he's more i don't know, it's uh I can't put my finger on it, but he's just. He seems a a little more full of himself than I would like as a general rule. And I think most of the bridge crew does. And I don't know if that's something perpetuated by the captain or that they just, you know, feel elite because they're bridge crew. But, yeah, they they all kind of um, think a lot of themselves. And uh, it's it's especially funny since he's the one who got bit by the insect and started a whole rage virus on the ship.
2: It's a good yeah. thing those biofilters are there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. It's like, shouldn't that have uh,
0: kind of been filtered out, especially because they already had the the Quinto was there a year before. So I'm sure it had some kind of scientific information on what the, the atmosphere and all that stuff was like. Um and apparently they also need transporter enhancers to beam up and down, I've noticed. Mm. Mm. So there's something in the atmosphere, I'm assuming, or or they just wanted extra um,
2: security for, for getting up and down. I'm not sure. Must be the swarms of rage mosquitoes. That's yeah. Or, it, yeah.
1: Or they just needed... Who uh, had that on their
2: bingo card
0: for 2020? Rage mosquitoes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they also had... Uh, they they had a lot of big equipment they were bringing down, so maybe it was yeah. That was bad. the other thing, yeah. So you know, I see that. have big old pattern enhancers for that.
0: Yeah, and Perfect we have the room. doctor who is a Kaitian. It was the throwback to the original animated series, yeah. yeah. Doctor Tiana. No Tiana, uh, Tiana. Sorry, um, <laughs> which feels very much like yeah. I can't. I pronounce M-R-E-S either because I call her it that. It's Mres <laughs> No, I know it. I know how to. Bring it. it was that was something from we had. We talked about this last time. But like, as a little kid, that's what I called her, and I have never been able to deprogram myself. So I can say her first name incorrectly and then correctly afterwards, but I very rarely get it right the first time. Um, but she is. She's just like a scraggly old, uh, you know, alley cat. I think is what how uh, Jillian Vigman, the person who does her voice, described her. Yep. <laughs> so she's she's a very bones McCoy dr Pulaski kind of kind of doctor
1: yeah she's the perfect amalgam of the two of them and she's yeah. apparently yeah. very smart because mm-hmm. of the captain saying you can write another award-winning research paper or something to that effect and she's like, oh great more paperwork
0: paperwork yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the people who uh, this is this is a personal like kind of like sticking point but we're just like oh but but Boimler was the one who saved everybody it's like no Boimler Accidentally got goo on him. He would have gone up to the ship and never have figured out that that's what I mean. He was, he's not a, a doctor or anything. She's the one who figured it out. She's probably like, Ugh, what is this? Oh, hey. She put the two and two together. So I still think yes. it is the doctor who did the the saving, whether people want to think it's Boimler or not. Yes.
1: But, <laughs> but that's just... had Boimler not gone after Mariner, yes, he wouldn't True. have been at the right place at the right time for that spider but, to want a gum on him just to suck out some moisture.
0: <laughs> But if Carol Freeman and- hadn't or hadn't sent him to go after, no, <laughs> this is cause and effect. Of- We're going all the way back to Q and the beginning of the universe.
1: Yes. It's
2: Q's yes. fault. <laughs> the entire scenario just makes me laugh, you know, because it's this series of causalities. And it all comes down to Boimler being sucked on by a spider and if yeah. i say that out of context it doesn't sound good but in context it's really kind of hilarious <laughs> and um, out of context with no audio and just visuals it also is kind it of really does disturbing <laughs> it really yeah. does
1: yeah I, I'm fine though with calling it a spider cow because it does produce milk. Because yeah. mm-hmm. Mariner assumed that you know, don't faze her; it could spoil the milk. Milk? How did you and know it has milk? And then <laughs> the farmers are like, "Don't let him faze her; he'll spoil the
0: milk." <laughs> <laughs> I like that they have southern accents. How yeah. The the, the uh, translator just or the universal translator just put an accent on them.
1: Yes, because all farmers are southern.
2: <laughs> right, right, not, right. Yeah.
1: Nah, Should we just really once? Sorry, quickly... just once. <laughs> sorry, just once some... I would. I wanted to that say, let's be... do. Let's have the universal translator give them a completely different accent that does not match what we would normally oh. perceive as a farmer accent. It's like, oh no, please don't. Her.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it well, would the be British accent do that a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. I don't know what
0: other accents you could do. Huh. Uh Swedish without <laughs> Swedish. <laughs> yes. It's the milk.
1: Yeah. Uh Scottish, it'd be an unintelligible. Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. It's just I'm just saying. Well, we're running
0: a little long today, which we, we talked about Absolutely, already about possibly doing that, but because it's a premiere. Um, do we want to go through some of the Easter eggs? Because that, that's let's please my, do, it, my let's do it. There's so many of them. I'm And as much as I want to see things called out every week, I really hope there are quite this many in every <laughs> single episode. Because this show would be like five hours long every time. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, all right. So we have uh, in the it's for me, this is an Easter egg in the opening shot. There is in the in the trailer, the Cerritos goes over this asteroid and just smacks it basically and is, it gets the edge of it and then it goes down, um, d- down in space. Uh, but Voyager flew by one that looks very, very similar. And we always joke that like when it came by, like it should like scrape the top of it or something like that. So I think somebody else had the same idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. The opening feels very Voyager-like because it has all those great, you know, s- s- starscapes and and planets and stuff. So I think that was pretty cool. And then they have the, of course, the, the Romulan uh, Borg attack where they're, they're fighting each other, and they're just like, nope. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah.
1: They take, they they take one into to their shields, yeah. and they're just yeah. like. And then
0: they turn around. <laughs> nope. We're gone. Uh, I'm just going to go through these, so if you see something yeah. or if you want to go in different order, let me know. Um, as we go into the shuttle bay, we see that the shuttles are named after uh, California National Parks. We have Redwood, Joshua Tree, Death Valley. Uh, Yosemite, or Yosemite, as some people might pronounce it. <laughs> yes, Yosemite. <laughs> yes. Um, and also in the background we can see somebody who's a Sikh. Yes. Uh, the turban and everything. So that's I think that's the Very first time exciting. we've seen that in Star Trek.
1: Yes, and oh my word, did the troll lose their minds over that? Ugh. Oh well. So like, what what is your problem with representation? Because representation matters. I'm sorry not everything can be a white cis you know hetero guy sorry about that yep. there are other people on the planet
0: i would like to believe well no i in the future one of the things i did like about star trek originally is that it was sort of religion free so for me it's but that's also societal so it,
1: it's not it been religion planned. free yeah, it's never been religion no, no. free. It's just what? that religion, religion light. I don't know. Yeah, religion <laughs> sure. is. I mean, there was a chapel on the Enterprise.
2: Yes, I know. Right, and because right. the the episode it's not "Balance the of Terror," thing. balance of terror, right?
1: Yeah, balance of terror, and there was a couple that were going to get married, and she the was Christmas Catholic. Yeah. yeah, and so there there are plenty of religious references. It's just not what drives people yeah. to do I things think that's anymore. What...
0: And I think that's why Deep Space Nine originally was sort of like, OK, I don't really want to watch that. Uh, so it took a while to get into that. And because it just felt like it felt like every church person I ever knew was sort of rolled into Kai Wynn. And it was just like, Ugh.
1: oh, <laughs> honey, you don't even know. I was <laughs> raised <laughs> as a Mormon.
0: Oh, yeah. But you didn't have to wear uh, the Sydney Opera House on your head, at least. So that, that's good.
1: No, but if I <laughs> if I'd ever gone through the temple, I would have had to wear special underwear. Oh, so. Underwear,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, great. Moving on, away <laughs> from the special underwear, yep. uh, we have as the people are uh, disembarking from the shuttle. We have somebody wearing a visor. Uh, we actually see later. two people. Yes. Yeah, so I had I, we had this conversation in in the Infinite Trek. Uh, Facebook uh, group before that to me, that seems astronomically unlikely because I'm hoping by the time this rolls around that there aren't that many blindness issues. I mean, cause it felt like Jordy was sort of the odd man out and it, I don't know. It was just to me, I, I, as a kid, I always saw it as the future where having you either didn't have a handicap to begin with because that was all sort of screened out and figured out before you were even born, or it was just kind of, Unnoticeable, but so for me, it's sort of like, yeah, it just seems like there's too many.
2: But I get it.
0: It makes me I don't wonder know how many if, blind people actually there would be in Starfleet is what I was getting at.
2: It makes me wonder, do they not get the same upgrade that Jordy got? Yeah, uh,
0: was because just, this post Nemesis like prior to this. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this just what became. Maybe he tested it and it just sort of became like the cheap solution or the, <laughs> the easy solution. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. There's no money, Point so that doesn't make sense.
1: Maybe they're extenuating circumstances where yeah. they can't have those implants. You yeah. know, there's oh,
0: like retina X, <laughs> whatever yeah. the, the eye drops. For, I'm allergic yeah. to retina X. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, totally. there there could be, you know, there are things that can't be fixed even in the future. Right. Like oh, yeah. nerve damage. Yeah. Can't yeah. fix that either. So.
0: And exploring is dangerous. So we know mm-hmm.
1: that <laughs> It is.
0: Uh, and also standing in line right after her is a Benzite.
1: Benzite.
0: Nice. Woo. Yeah. So that was fun. Uh, who does not move at all? He like, has no expression. it's just is standing there, like, please move along. I think he blinks mm-hmm. once or twice. <laughs> yeah, it.
1: just waiting his turn while Tendi's gushing.
0: Yes. Yeah. She. Uh, at any chance she gets, she says, "I'm so excited to be here." I'm like, keep it moving, lower decks. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Title drop. <laughs> uh, and then, let's see. Actually, this was before the, the the trailer. I kind of got that out of order. Uh, we had in the closet that Boimler was doing his captain's login, Nomad, or a mm-hmm. Nomad. Uh, this was found by Dayton Ward. So I'll give him proper credit. Uh, so it's just sort of sitting in the closet over behind, I guess those mm-hmm. are also the bottom parts of pattern enhancers or something. They sort yeah. of like the same yeah legs um but yeah so that's great so there's a there's a nomad device of some kind in there uh. <laughs> junk closet yeah. yeah junk closet and and then in the box that uh the mariner is hauling around there's there's the the weapon uh what is it called i can't remember what it's like it's got a name like uh Gal- Gla- Gla- glaven or something like that uh mm-hmm. from code of honor and the
2: less said about that episode the better <laughs> It's the only part of Code of Honor I'm happy to see again. Yeah. Well, I'd be happy to see uh, Tasha Yar. She
0: was in there. Yeah. Eh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Jeez. Eh.
2: We're going to have to have a special episode. Why Bill hates Tasha Yar.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: I already get enough grief for hating yesterday's Enterprise. So I. Uh, that's a topic oh. for another time.
1: You know We're have it's to put okay. You on trial. <laughs> no. Style. No. No, let's please no. not do that because it's okay no, no. if somebody doesn't like something. Yeah,
2: exactly. I yeah. mean,
1: it's not like he goes around just slagging off Tashiar and yesterday's enterprise wherever he goes. So it's right. Fine. He's not a troll. He, there are just things <laughs> that people like and things that I people only, don't like.
2: I only look like a troll. I don't act like a troll. You do not
1: look, <laughs> like, do not a look like a troll. I have been a troll. Dan isn't no, here. Was, you don't have to. No, like I was you. an it's ogre. Good. I was an ogre. Sorry. Sorry. I, w- I was in Shrek the Musical. Anyway, oh. I was an ogre. Oh, cool. I was Mama Ogre That's for cool. a couple of performances that. of Shrek the Musical because I nice. was an understudy and my person went out of town. So I got to be... <laughs> mama ogre they and then had to transform into fairy godmother in less than five minutes yes wow. it was stressful
0: that is crazy <laughs> that's a that's a lot of change yeah.
1: getting all that <laughs> green off Ooh, you guys
0: oh yeah i didn't even think about that Yeesh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. uh that that <laughs> was like TMI. You...
1: no one needed to. Yeah, no that. no it's like
0: no, we actually have somebody uh, on Outpost who did a lot of like theme park characters and stuff. So she was, she did, uh, I think Darkwing Duck or something like that. There was one uh, also. Oh no, that nice. was the the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, so a couple of those things, but that was fun. Um, so the thing we talked about already, the uh, pattern enhancers. So on the surface, so we've got those, um, and then let's see, going into when Boimler is being uh, set up to keep an eye on mariner uh to uh, to see if she broke breaks protocol which of course she does but uh in the ready room we have all sorts of interesting things on the wall but the one that really stood out to me was sort of this cap that looks an awful lot like the cap that pike had in his gigantic uh quarters with a television kind of thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you mean it's this weird yeah no it's not his ready room that was his, his, his that was his quarters, quarters right yeah oh, his was bed quarters. was there
2: anyway right? yeah right 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 it also kind of looks like the the Kelvin Starfleet cadet yeah hat yep so I don't know if that if that hat is supposed to mimic the one from the cage also um but I, I like right. the tie-in hmm. yeah
0: and there's a bunch of other stuff there's a baseball which I'm assuming these are all, allusions to you know uh Cisco there's a sextant so it could be Georgiou. Uh, Giorgio. Um, there is uh, a boat which I suppose could be Picard his little ships in a bottle Um, mm. so yeah and they have a model of the Cerritos which I'm sure is her Eagle Moss Cerritos so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally getting that yeah. Yeah. yep <laughs> and there's also a tattered Californian flag which yes. I thought was pretty cool so that was very as a Californian myself yeah
2: from the year cool.
1: 2020, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's how it got oh, all no. tattered.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: <sighs> uh, I'm assuming World War Three. If it's uh, if it's that, maybe mm. it's uh, from some some important battle or something. Or I don't know. Although, depending on how much of California is in the ocean, I guess from from what Janeway said during the, that earthquake, the right. Great Hermosa Quake of 2047.
1: Mm.
0: Because well, 47 Go
1: Nate bridges. 47. 47.
0: Yeah. No, I know uh but that was i thought that was funny um uh, <laughs> on the surface when mariner is is breaking protocol and going to help the people with the farmers with their <laughs> shovels and hose, uh she is in an argo buggy argo style buggy i don't know if that was that was the name of the the buggy not the type but yeah so that was great it, the roll cage is removed and it's just a place for for storage looks like
2: mm-hmm. really but fun the, the,
0: yeah, and it's also in the MSD, the, the Master Systems Display. Yeah. So, uh, nice. and yes, and the, the Cerritos bar, which for like our improv show, we were in the bar a lot too, so I feel like this is <laughs> we would be most <laughs> at home here. Uh, they have the classic TNG server uniforms, mm-hmm. and all the glassware is reflective of different episodes that had. So there's, there's kind of an octagonal glass that was there. There's this one from the the Sumerian uh, sunset, yep.
1: Sunrise that we talked about
0: last week, yeah, or sunrise. I think, yeah, I can't
1: yeah, remember the sunrise. It's a sun something.
0: It's something to do yeah. with the sun and the sky yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but that glass is there. Um, so there's just a bunch of really cool little little references. It's it's nice that like oh, okay, Starfleet has the same replicator pattern for glasses that everybody uses. <laughs> Uh, and also when they, they're they getting their stuff and going down to the surface, uh, they have these hard-shelled round duffel bag things, which are very much like they used in – I think the first time we saw it was when they were playing Parisi Squares right. uh, on the Enterprise, and they were carrying their their gear around. But I think Dr. Crusher was packing one up when she thought she was being drummed out of the service for, for helping that uh, – or doing the autopsy on that one guy.
2: Um, they, they all the seem – one know, when he goes home to La Bar. Yep. thank you oh, that's right yeah yep. Yep.
1: i put that in the notes too
2: oh i'm sorry i, I have that in another window sorry
0: uh,
1: so rude Gosh.
2: i have too many
0: windows open so i'm not I'm trying to do this as, as much just by memory as possible it's um, all
1: good i wrote three pages of notes that are right in front of me too so yeah I'm
0: good and of course we earlier talked about cetacean ops and this is an illustration uh for people who are are listening to the audio uh this is an illustration that uh Andrew Probert made for Star Trek Online like the first year uh so it sort of shows what what it could look like and sort of this big glass curved wall with the dolphins outside and people sitting at like almost looks like they're having like lunch watching the dolphins which seems a little weird if they're supposed (laughs) to be crew members (laughs) but um they're hanging out there uh so and and it's also in the uh, the display, the uh, blueprint book from uh, yep. Rick Sternbach. So yep. they have the, the there's the, blah, blah, blah. there are cetacean lifeboats as well, which is cool, which makes sense if the ship is going down, you want the the dolphins to be able to get out too. So
1: well, yeah, you do. Absolutely. They're I mean they're crew members, right? Oh. Assuming. Yeah.
0: Uh, there's there cetacean. A lot of uniform, we, but. <laughs> I wonder how they would do that. I've seen people draw things where they have like a kind of a wetsuit sort of thing. I'm like, they don't need clothes. That's, they don't need that's clothes. No. Um, and then moving into the trailers for the next week, uh, we have what looks like speaking of Farpoint earlier, uh, the aliens from from Star uh, Farpoint Station. The I don't think they ever had a name. They're just the jellyfish. The jellyfish face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's maybe bursting out of a ship or something like that. It does or look a, like that, yeah. Yeah, so it looks like it's sh- sh- at least shackling off something. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it was uh, being caged or or what, but we will find out. Um, and or then it my was favorite disguise—that uh, could be too. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it is uh, acting revenge for for what huh. happened before. Come on over to the station. It's great it's fine they have long
1: <laughs> memories
0: what if we see the crystalline entity oh uh, wow <laughs> I hope not no yeah. I don't want that and my favorite because I'm a an animated series guy uh, there appears to be an Adosian who is going to be in an episode it is what lieutenant Eric, Eric's was he's a three-armed three-legged uh, person Um and in some of the books, they've called them triaxians. No, I'm not calling them that. So, <laughs> Well, <laughs> what the if books it aren't is canon?
1: Eric? Yeah,
0: it could be. Well, they they did say at one point that they're long lived. So that's cool. <laughs> but they also when they de-aged on the very last episode of the animated series, he did become younger quicker. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that he couldn't like maybe they grow to kind of a quote unquote, you know, average Up to like a certain age and then age very slowly afterwards so but yeah that would be great if it was him and you can kind of see i brightened it up as much as i could the uniform looks like it sort of goes around the center hand so it's got like a different sort of shirt oh it looks like we've lost Bill. no we lost
1: bill no (laughs) somebody (laughs) walk onto him and beam him back now
0: (laughs) (laughs) well bill seems to have um beamed away so we're just going to keep going for a little bit and if bill doesn't come back we will uh we'll have to <laughs> carry on without him we'll just uh, have we to store him in the pattern buffer yeah and we'll 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 make sure that he gets out and back mm-hmm. to his family
1: yes so we promise
0: uh so before we we head out um why don't we talk about where you can find us? And also if you get a chance and you want to hang out with a bunch of people, including us, uh, you can go to the outpost 13 discord, uh, which is really fun. We have, we actually now have a holodeck room, which is just another room where you can do video and stuff. So we've been, uh, playing Jackbox and doing some fun stuff in there. So, uh, if you're looking for a creative outlet and creative people to talk to, you can hop on into the, uh, outpost 13 discord. So, Excellent. um but yeah but you can find the show at infinite trek and on uh twitter and instagram and we're we're still filling that stuff out but uh go ahead and follow us and we're gonna we'll probably put some of these easter eggs up there too just to
1: oh definitely to give
0: people yeah so people can get a get a chance to see it if you're only listening to the audio version but but come over and watch the video version it's a lot of fun and yes. um uh, brandy where can we find you do
1: probably too many places. Um.
0: <laughs> you are very busy.
1: I'm proud at all on myself, but the, the nice thing is, is that these are all things that I have chosen and not things that I was forced into. So that is always a plus. So obviously you can find me here. I also do mm-hmm. another live show on Friday nights called the unready room with my friends, Dan and Bruce. Um, Hopefully Bruce will return with us. We didn't have Bruce last night, so uh, that's a lot of fun. It is at uh, seven, no six p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern on Friday evenings on Dan's YouTube channel, which is Kurt Ratz Productions. Kurt Ratz is Star Trek spelled backwards. In case you couldn't tell from me, just saying it sometimes you need a visual cue. And I that's what, host.
0: Uh, Walter did. He he, yeah. he made everything backwards. That's his thing. Like the retlaw plant in the animated series is Walter backwards. So Mm-hmm. He's in good company. Nice,
1: nice, nice. So uh, again, I said I was uh, one of three hosts of the Vedic Assembly. I do that with my friends oh, yes. Liam and Nick, and you can find that on Hollow Media, or just search for it in your podcaster, The Vedic Assembly. I also do a podcast called Boldly Go: A Strange New Worlds Ooh. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. We've already started uh, <laughs> because there's I, there's stuff to cover until we get to that Strange New Worlds debut, but uh, in the meantime, my friend Suzanne and I. Are going back through uh, Pike's history, and also we'll uh, go through nice. Number One's history, and I'm sure we'll go through. You can Spots talk about his history.
0: hat for like. You can episode.
1: talk <laughs> about the hat. We actually have already recorded our first episode, which should be dropping nice. today, meaning Saturday. Okay. So uh, we really go off the rails a few times on that one because we are tangenteers <laughs> and I, you can I find that. about that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love tangents. Uh, you can find that by searching for Boldly Go or find sweet Media. Uh, there's a third project. Did we even talk about the plot of the, the show? At the- uh, <laughs> I don't, don't doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we could. If you want to stay on for an extra half hour, we can cover the plot as well. I, I um, think we
0: probably should not do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, and then um, I do a podcast with my husband called the Dark Corner Podcast, where we talk about nerdy things from a darker perspective. Nice. And I do a solo podcast called Head Cannon, which is just a stream of consciousness walk through all of my fandoms in my brain. And it's the trip. Creep? Not as much as I would like to, and it's not for lack of trying. I've never been a good sleeper. I'm just, um, I'm a very light sleeper, and the slightest noise or movement or anything will wake me up. So I think it's because my brain doesn't ever shut down.
0: It's always. I know that feeling.
1: Always. (laughs) always and yes i've no. tried everything on the market and i've tried meditation <laughs> and i've tried you know specific music i've tried asmr i'm not susceptible to asmr i've tried it all you guys and still
0: have you uh, tried shining a light on it <laughs> you suggested in the show
1: just just wave a light over it and it'll be you'll fun. be fine
0: I... point a light at you and you'll be fine
1: I actually have a sleep mask that I tried that my mother gave me where it has these blue lights in it that just over a period of time get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And you're supposed to stare at the lights and, you know, until you can't keep your eyes open anymore. Yeah, that didn't work. There are four lights. There, there were four lights. (laughs) No,
0: were there really?
1: Yes, there really were.
0: Now they can rebrand that. It's just it's the, it's the Picard uh, torture mask. <laughs> oh
2: anyway, those sleep. other
0: people... there are four lights.
1: <laughs> yeah. Headcanon and um and the dark corner you can find oh. on podcasters or on darkcornerpodcast.com and I'm on Twitter right. at brandywine12 and I will stop talking about myself now. Yeah.
0: Uh, you can find me here, and that's pretty much where I'm at right now. I'm like, uh, you can find me at Geek Filter on Instagram and Twitter, and we're all over Facebook and like uh, in the Trek Geeks group and the our Infinite Trek group, which uh, has been around longer than the podcast. So that's sort of where that that sprung from. Uh, so I think uh, Bill is probably stuck in the pattern buffer for a while. So we're gonna. You can find Bill at Trek Geeks. He's on. Uh, uh, lots of podcasts there too so i'm really glad that we got a chance to have him to to talk about the inaugural episode though that was i agree because
1: i've only ever talked to him through you know like text chats and so i haven't had mm. the chance to talk to him sort of face to face and it's been right. a real pleasure sorry that you're not here bill we'll get you out of the pattern buffer i believe he's on twitter at trek geek bill am i am i correct
0: yes I okay so, yeah. cool that sounds right so follow him all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this extra long episode. And uh, we will see you next week with the second episode of Infinite, uh, with, uh, of Lower Decks, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head now. Do you remember what it was called? Oh, golly.
1: I can remember the third that, one.
0: Neither of, yeah, so can I. Uh, for some reason, we are going to have to have flashcards for our titles. <laughs> but, I'm sorry, uh,
1: yeah. I failed you all.
0: Oh, uh, envoys, wasn't it? Ah, no, yes. Yes, yes. And
1: I, I believe in with the trailer, or I can't remember where where um Mariner talks about how Klingon names seem to always have an apostrophe in them. Uh yes. no, I came up with flower eight nine. Ten,
0: oh nine, well, ten. two of their characters have apostrophes.
1: Yeah, but not <laughs> not all Klingon names, because I just started writing down all of the ones that I knew of off the top of my mm. head with no apostrophes, and there are a lot i could run through the list but we'll be here for another 10 minutes i'm kidding it's not that long (laughs) it's it's 23 i came up yeah thank you so much
0: oh as puck 90 said trek geeks is uh it's out of phase so uh that's what that's uh bill is just out of phase he's here he's just trying to you know overload his phaser so he can get back but yeah we'll uh we'll just say goodbye for now for him (laughs) yeah All right. Thank you so much and live long and prosper.